Hey guys, my name is PD and I hope you're doing awesome. Today I'm excited because I want to talk to you guys about a very important topic. Um, in the in Christianity or a lot of um, areas of Christianity, there's a lot of people who believe in this theology that we have come to know as prosperity teaching. All right, and um, I, today we want to taste that. I want I want us to look at that. I want us to see, you know, is prosperity teaching something that the word teaches? What does God say about it? You know, how are we to approach our wants in life and our needs in relation to God's heart? Because that is so important. This is one of the most important spiritual lessons that we can learn as followers of Yeshua. And it's really awesome because even in the Old Testament, God starts teaching about this. And today I want to delve into Numbers 11. And I want us to go there because there we're going to get a very clear picture of God's heart. Because the Old Testament is awesome because it is what came in the beginning. It is what God gave us as the foundation foundation on which we can build on. Now, I know that prosperity teaching is a New Testament concept generally, but the, the, the reason I'm diving into numbers is because if you do not understand the Old Testament, you cannot read the New Testament. I wouldn't I would in fact say that you will not understand around three quarters of the New Testament if you have not got that foundation of the Old Testament. So before we even look at the New Testament, we need to see what did God say in the beginning? Because everything that we read in the New Testament is being built on that. Paul himself was a scholar of the word. He knew the Torah and the prophets by heart. He could recite them. So now we can't recite it, but at least we can look at what he studied and what he knew by heart, because then we will be able to really see what Paul and them are speaking about. Right. So Numbers 11, let's dive right in. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish, which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers, the, the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed and the color thereof as the color of bedelium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills and beat it in the mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of oil. So context, Israel, they're in the wilderness. There's nothing there. You know, there it's dry. There's there's no none of the nice stuff that they had in Egypt or in the world they have anymore because they're in this wilderness right now. And but God is providing for their needs and God is sending this amazing manna from heaven. And and it's so interesting because he describes he describes what it tastes like. He says the taste, the taste of it, it was like fresh oil. So basically, guys, it was good. It it's like fried. <laughs> if, if we can say it that way, you know, it was like it was it was not a bad tasting thing. You know, that's what the writers kind of or Moses is kind of getting at. And, but the but the children of Israel, they're like, you know what? We we don't want this stuff anymore. We want the melons. We want the garlic. We want the cucumbers. We want the stuff that we had in Egypt. God, we want it. And so when we read on with the story, we Moses goes to God and he's like, God, these people, why have you left me with them? You know, they burden me so much with all their whining and their, you know, they're complaining because these people are complaining nonstop about this issue. 
right? And, and Moses goes to the father about this. And the father says, you know what, Moses, I'm going to give you a few elders with you to help you carry this burden, first of all. And then the father says, Moses, so listen, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to give these people what they want. They want, they want flesh. They want all this stuff that they want, had in Egypt, whatever. I'm going to give it to them. And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought squails from the sea and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey from this side and as it were a day's journey from the other side round about the camp and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. So these quails come by a mighty wind and they fall like on the on the side of the ocean like crazy 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 amounts but basically burying the ground under these quails people stood up all that day and all that night and all the next day and they gathered the quails he that gathered least gathered 10 homers and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp and while the flesh was yet between their teeth as it was being chewed the wrath of the lord was kindled against the people and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. And he called the name of that place Kibra Hatava, because there they buried the people that lusted. Now, guys, this is crazy. So the people asked the father, Lord, give us this, give us this. And the Lord's one, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. And he gives it to them. And then they get hit with a plague. And the people and there's actually many people that die from that plague. Now, why would the father do this? You know, this is so uh, such a weird thing for the father to do. You know, how can this good God of Israel who who who's so loving do such a thing? Right, guys. So what we need to understand is that there is a great difference between a want and a need in the eyes of the Lord. You see, the Lord promises throughout his word that he will give us our needs. He will uh, he will make sure that we have everything we desire. We won't go hungry. We will have shelter. All the things that you need, the Father will provide for you. But now when it comes to wants, a want is something that, that the Father doesn't say that he will give it to you. And because it is your right, he will give it to you. You see, grace is not something that you deserve. Grace is something that is given to you in spite of you not deserving it. But see, now when we go to the Father and we say, Lord, you know what? I deserve this. Lord, you know what? This thing that I want, God, this nice car that I want. Lord, I deserve it. You need to give it to me, Father. Lord, give me this car, Father. Lord, you know how much I tithed you, God? You need to give me that car now because I've tithed a lot for you. Does that sound familiar? It sounds just like the demonic prosperity teaching of the churches. Guys, today I'm calling you out. Listen, we need to depart from that because what happened here is the same God. We're talking about the same God of Israel that we as believers in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, Messiah. That same God is the one we are knocking on the door and saying, Lord, you need to give me this. God promises that he will fulfill your needs. And he will do that. He will care for you. If you keep his commandments, if you keep his commandments, he will look after you. So guys, I'm not saying that having a want is a bad thing for us to want. Something is not wrong at all for you to, you know, to desire something is not wrong at all. But what is wrong if you confuse a want with a need and you treat your wants as needs before the father, making 
saying, Lord, you know what? This want, you need to fulfill this. You say, if you say, God, this want needs to be fulfilled. That is where the issue comes in. You see, and there's a very fine line in that. And God, I want to submit to you that if you humble yourself by the Lord's feet and you just say, Father, thank you for everything that you've given me, both my needs and everything that I've wanted in life that you have given me. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When you come to the Father with that heart of of gratitude, of, of being like, Lord, I didn't deserve any of this. Lord, this is just your grace. This is just your mercy. Lord, this is the only reason I have this. If you come to the Father with that, guess what, man? That's when the Father will give you what you want. He will give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, to delight yourself in the Lord means that you will have the Lord's heart. Because delighting in the Lord is not just saying, Jesus, I love you. Delighting in the Lord is walking as he walked, obeying his commandments and being changed into the image of Christ. And guess what, guys? The image of Christ is not someone who said, Lord, you need to give me this Ferrari. You know, Jesus didn't drive Ferraris. Jesus slept on the street, man. You know, Jesus said, you know what? He could have been like, hey, guys, Make a nice line, you know, um, I'll heal a blind eye for one dollar. I'll heal, a, you know, I'll raise a date for two dollars. He didn't do that, guys. And he could have used all that nice money and bought himself a nice house. Oh, am I stepping on toes? But this is what we're doing in the gospel today. You know, we, 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 we satisfy our flesh. You see, this is the issue here is they're, they're saying, Lord, I want you to satisfy my flesh. You know, that's what, we, what we're they're saying. Lord, all that stuff that we had, Lord, that great stuff. And God is not against melons. God is not against cars. God is not against um, onions. He's not against garlic, right? God, God is not against desires and he's not against wants. But God is against your complaining. You see, they were in Egypt. They, they had God take them out of bondage, out of slavery. He did miracles for them. He destroyed the Egyptians. He destroyed Pharaoh. He saved them and he's now caring for them with this manna. And now they're complaining. Now they're saying, I don't want this manna, Lord. I want a steak. Lord, I want some onions. I want some garlic. You know, we, we complain and you know, they say, Lord, we, you know what? All that stuff you did for us. Yeah, and that was nice. But you know what? Now, Lord, I want this. I want this. I want this. And that's the culture we live in today. It's the same thing. You know, we have pastors and on pulpits saying, you know, God will give you this and this and this and this and this because God wants you to have all of these things. And and this is a list of list of list of wants. Wants and and not, not that guys, God is there to meet your need. That's what he promises. And when he meets that need, you delight yourself in him, you humble yourself under him. Then he will look at meeting your wants and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, this place that they're going, this promised land off to the wilderness, it's going to have all that stuff that they they want right now. It's going to have that. But see, God is filtering out those people right here. People died from the plague. And so this is a filter mechanism God used to filter out the true bride of Christ from those who are just along for the ride. You see, and and uh, the question is today, are you going to be along for the ride? Because all these people falling for the prosperity teaching, they're just along for the ride and they're going to fall by the plagues of God. They're They're going to fall by the lust of their own flesh. Because see, guys, this plague was not 
God coming in like just being like, hey, I'm going to hurt you guys or whatever. This plague was God just being like, you know what? I'm just going to give them over to their this, themselves. I'm just going to give them over to the lust of their flesh. You know, I'm just going to give it over. I'm, a, I'm, I'm done protecting them because they clearly don't want my protection. They clearly don't want my intervention. So now what I'm going to do, I'm just going to leave it. You know what? That plague was most likely just some kind of a consequence filling themselves so up with the lust of their flesh that there was nothing left for the spirit. They probably didn't even thank God when that want was being met by God. So guys, don't let God give you over to the lust of your flesh. Humble yourself under his hand and submit under his guidance. Let him give you the right thing at the right time because you don't want him to give you something that's going to turn your heart away from him. Because there's a lot of things that we want that is actually not God's will for you to have yet. Because he know that, knows that if he gives you what you want, that want that he gives you is going to be the very thing that turns you away from him. And so when he doesn't give you that want, sometimes that's actually more grace and mercy than what it would have been if he had given it to you in the first place. Wow, guys, how amazing is it? The grace of the Father. Now, don't depart from that grace don't depart from that mercy by going and, and taking that into your own hands and being like, you know what, I'm going to Lord, I'm, you need to give this to me, God. You need to give this want to me because guys, even if we say that sentence, it sounds wrong. So how can we how can we go and teach that? How can we go and expect that from the father? He's only there to protect us. He loves us. He's not there to withhold something from us that that we're going to miss out on or whatever. The father is here to protect us and he's here to care for us. And he's here to grow us into his image. And if sometimes that means that we're going to not, we're not always going to get what we want. Sometimes that's going to mean that we need to sacrifice something in our part because Yeshua had to sacrifice a lot and he didn't sacrifice a lot so that we don't have to He sacrificed a lot to show us, Hey, we need to sacrifice a lot too. And sometimes that's what our wants, what we want in life is a part of that sacrifice, you know, and guys, when you make that sacrifice, you'll be surprised at how many times the father sees that you are humble enough to receive what he really wants to give you because guys, the father wants to give you the desires of your heart. You know, he wants to, but he needs to have your heart in the first in the right place first because if your heart is not in the right place the desires of your heart will not be in the right place either and then that's gonna make you fall so all right guys may god bless you and keep you man may this give you guidance on this man this is so important we need to be able to separate our needs from our wants and we need to be able to bring this to the father in humility and trust him that he knows best man he really knows best we're so clueless his ways are above ours and we need to learn that lesson. Have an amazing day, guys. May God bless you and keep you. And subscribe to this YouTube channel for more of this. And I'll see you in the next video.